Welcome to Morning Devotion with Ken Gurley. Devotions designed to inspire you on your daily walk with God. Here's your host, Ken Gurley. Hey, good morning, everybody. Welcome to Morning Devotion. Here we are on the road, and I can see you. Nah, the quality's not as good, but I can see you. Here we are, this wonderful day, day 16, 21 days of prayer, the morning after the pandemic. I'm happy to be here with you. Thankful for all of you. Good to see you, Greg. Jeremy, good to see our YouTubers on board. Good to see our Facebookers on board. Don't know if we have any Instagram. We're trying. Shauna, we're trying to get some Instagrammers out there. We'll see if we succeed in this endeavor. The morning after the pandemic, January 18, 2022, here we are in this year, in this moment. Thank you for being a part of the Morning Devotion family. You make this pretty special. Going through each and every day, getting up every morning. Got to meet some of our morning devotees last night at a meeting here in Alexandria. And um, so good to see you. So thankful for each and every one of you. Musically, you know, we are products of our youth. How many of you know that? We did like the music of our teens, our early adulthoods. I like most kind of music. I struggle with bluegrass. I just want to be honest with you. I mean, I'm good with the cantatas, the anthems of yesteryear. I'm good. I'm okay with country music. I mean, you really can't live where I live and not be. I don't have a clue about rap. I don't. I don't. I, I guess I can see the attraction. Gospel music, I like quartets. The Imperials were the quartets of my youth. I still like singing the songs from the songbooks. Learned a lot of doctrine in those songs. I love the choir music of yesteryear, the James Clevelands and the Edwin Hawkins and Andre Crouch. Yeah. But in the high school that I attended, the jukebox was always playing in the student center. Always. The grocery store where I worked at during high school, same thing. It played in the store. It played in the warehouse. So if we were stocking groceries all night, they would crank up the music so we'd stay awake And um, back then, the ballads reigned supreme. Don McLean's American Pie. Encounters once you understand. Simon and Garfunkel, Bridge Over Troubled Waters. Eagles, Desperado. Yeah, the ballads of yesterday. Or James Taylor and Carol King's You've Got a Friend. Yeah, those were the ballads. That was the music of my youth. But those were the songs I grew up with. And to this day, if one of those songs, I hear them play, it just, it takes me back. Can can I get a witness to that? Shalene, Dennis, are you there? Yeah. Well, one of those melodies that played back then, there was a movie called The Beside Adventure. And, and uh, there was a theme song played loud and played often in the grocery store and student center. Maureen McGovern singing. There's got to be a morning after. If we can hold on through the night, we have a chance to find the sunshine. Let's keep looking for the light. Oh, can't you see the morning after? It's waiting right outside the storm. Why don't we cross the bridge together? Find that place safe and warm. The morning 
after the pandemic. Folks, it's coming. Sarah, I believe it's coming. Jim, I believe it's coming. Jose, I believe it's coming soon, soon. This, this last week, several passages of scripture just arrested my attention. I'm not sure why I feel like sharing them this morning, but I do. I really do. I just want to share this. This Tuesday, January 18th, 16 days of 21 days of prayer. Thank you for holding together with us. What a great time this is. We're going to get through this together. If you're following along with me in the book on prayer, you're going to know that today is a very special day. It talks about purifying prayers. I believe today is a message of hope. Today is a message of strength. You're going to want to share share this with others. I am on the road today, so the quality may be a little missing, And uh, but I have a choice when I'm on the road. I can see you with poorer quality and maybe get this devotion through, or I can't see you and it's better quality. I choose to see you. I, Pamela, Lisa, I just wanted to see who's here. And uh, we're on the 16th day in purified prayers in the morning devotion. Pure, that's the word used for the components of the incense. That, that incense that went up as vaporized and burnt in the golden altar of incense, pure frankincense, pure incense, that our prayers that waft up as incense into the throne room of heaven, they have to be pure. They have to have the right motives. They have to, they have to be offered from a sincere heart. Our prayers should be purified. They should pass through the filter of asking according to his will. There is a word that conquers. I wrote this in this devotion. It turns captivity captive, unites far-flung sinners about the mercy seat. It brings man's storm-driven ship, talking about the Poseidon adventure, into the haven of safety and peace. It turns back the shadow of death and the face of life's dial, gives songs in the nights, lift the loads of guilt from a conscience-struck heart, puts a sword in our hand to face temptation. It strengthens the soul in the hour of Gethsemane. It lifts us up when we're falling. It brings angels down from heaven to minister to us. It's the best physician for the soul and body. It sets captives free. It sets a lamp of forgiveness in the window for every prodigal and wanderer. It makes angels rejoice. It's the watchword at the gates of heaven. It's the word that conquers everything and everyone, even God himself. What is that word? That word, that action is prayer. Prayer. It's a bold thing to say that prayer conquers God, but God invites us to conquer his silence through our prayers. When Abraham prayed, God spared Lot. When Jacob prayed, God changed him A Syrophoenician woman prayed and the Lord answered the door. Elijah prayed, God rained down fire. Elisha prayed, life came back to a child. Manasseh in his distress, oh, evil carnal Manasseh prayed and God answered his prayers. Samson prayed 
And God answered him one final time. Daniel prayed and the angel came. Cornelius prayed, the angel came. Paul and Silas prayed, jailhouse doors were open. Stephen prayed and the heavens were open. We're a people of prayer. That's what we do. And this is a season to pray as never before. As I mentioned at the outset, I'm in, I'm in Alexander, Louisiana. Great move of God last night. Pastor Anthony Mang and our general superintendent for the David Bernard shared their hearts in this pre-service meeting uh, to start because of the times which starts today. To know and to see and to hear and to see people and talk with people last night, great difficulties, but there's a great resolve that God's going to see us through. It's worth knowing. It's worth seeing. It's worth hearing. This pandemic is going to fade. We're just believing in these 21 days that this pandemic is going to reach its peak, it's going to reach its crescendo, and then collapse. We're believing that. There's a morning coming after this pandemic. I said this at the outset. I'm believing in the 21 days of prayer. We're going to see this. We're going to see the tide turned. Oh, praise God. I believe that, Lynn, Hope, Kenny. I believe it, Colleen. We're going to see the tide turn in my Bible reading the other day, I just came across a verse of Scripture, and I don't know why I feel like sharing it now. Here's the verse, Genesis 10. It's about the three sons of Noah, Shem, Ham, and Japheth, Noah's sons. The Bible says who themselves had sons after the flood. Yeah, they had sons after the flood. They were married before the flood, but no children. Only eight souls saved by water. Noah, his wife, the three boys, Shem, Ham, and Japheth, their wives, eight total people. Now, there's a lot of imagery in that number eight. It indicates a new beginning. It's seven plus one. You recall in the opening chapters of Genesis, God created the earth as we know it today in seven days. And then he, his creative work was in six days, the seventh days rested. So seven is considered the number of fulfillment, completion. Eight, well, that's one plus seven. Eight is the number of starting over. And that's what was happening. There were eight souls aboard that ark. Could have been more, but it so happened that there were eight and it indicated there's a new world coming. We're starting over. These three young couples, they didn't have any kids when they went into the ark. They had no children while they were on the ark. I mean, when you look at Genesis seven and eight, folks, you start adding up the days they were on the ark, seven days before the rain started, seven days of grace, seven days, a space of grace. And again, that number suggested, it suggested that God will wait a full season before he will close that door and bring the rains. He's patient. Seven days they were on the ark. Then we read that there were 40 days of rain in the opening of the fountains of the deep. We read the waters continued to rage and flood for 150 more days. And then God sends a wind, stops the rising water. The ark runs aground, Mount Ararat. The waters began to recede for 70 days and then 40 days. And then a raven is sent and then a dove is sent. Then another dove is sent. You get the picture. Time is passing. It was on day 309, yeah, 309, that Noah removes the ark's covering to see the dry ground. And finally, a little over a year after they entered the ark, 
Noah's family exited the ark. He said, well, thank you, Brother Curley, for all that interesting information. But what I'm trying to say is that those three young couples didn't have children before the flood, during the flood. There were no children. There was time, but there was no children. But we read after the flood, the children were born. When I read that passage of scripture a week or so ago, it arrested my attention. It said to me, see if this says it to you, without the trials, without the trying experience, without the pain, there would have been no gain. There would have been no children. That still sweet voice of the spirit spoke to me and said, the greater your adversity, the more numerous the progeny, the hotter the fire, the sweeter the victory, the more difficult the trial, the more numerous and powerful are the miracles. This is what I sense in the spirit. I sense this with all of my heart. It's the same passage that Simon Peter used on the day of Pentecost. It rings in our ears today. It comes from Joel chapter two. You, you know, he, he, he stood and said, this is that. They're trying to explain the new wine. This is that. Spoken by the prophet Joel. Last day, it shall come to pass last day, saith God, I'll pour out my spirit upon all flesh. He was trying to explain what had just happened in the upper room, why people thought that they were drunk with new wine. And you know that familiar passage of scripture, but could it do something this morning? Could I go back to Joel 2, the passage that Simon Peter referenced on the day of Pentecost? When you look back to Joel 2.28, it shall come to pass afterward that I will pour out my spirit on all flesh. Afterward. After what? After what? Well, when you start backing up in Joel 2 in those 27 verses that come prior to Joel 2.28, you're going to read of a day of darkness and gloominess, a day of clouds and thick darkness, a devouring fire before their their face shall much be pained, all of the faces of humanity covered with soot and ash, and unseemingly or a seemingly unbeatable foe has come upon the earth. The earth quakes, the heavens tremble, the sun and the moon darken, the stars cease to shine, and plagues of locusts cover the lands. But God's people rend their hearts and not their garments, and they come back to God, and they repent, and they sacrifice, and they fast and pray. Yes, and it's then that God begins to speak. It's after all of this that God begins to move. Winds begin to blow, and the enemy leaves. Uh, yes. Then we start reading of the promises that are coming. Then we start reading of what God intends to do. He, he starts talking about, it shall come to pass afterward. I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh. After you've been through all of this pain, after you've gone through this 
difficult situation. There's got to be a morning after. If we can hold on through the night, then what the locust and the canker worm and the palmer worm have taken from us, it will be restored. Oh, can't you see? There is a morning after coming, after this pandemic, after this situation that we have endured, after all the passing and the death, Patty, Patricia, Michelle, I just believe it is going to happen after the flood, after the trial, after the difficulty, after the separation and the mandates and the the vax and the anti-vax, after all of this, there's coming a morning after the pandemic and blessings are coming and outpourings of the spirit. You've got to hold on until tomorrow. Can I give you something more than a theme song to an old Hollywood disaster movie? Can I give you a nail in a sure place today? Can I give you a cleft? Can I offer you a cleft in the rock, a rock of refuge, something that you can hold to during these times? You may be in trouble today, but my Bible says in this world, you shall have tribulation, but be of good cheer. Jesus said, I have overcome the world. You're not alone because the Lord said, I know the thoughts that I think toward you, thoughts of peace, not evil, to give you a future and to give you a hope, Jeremiah 29. You're going to get through this. Weeping may endure for a night, but joy is coming in the morning. The flood is going to be gone. Young couples, the flood is going to be gone. The children are coming. The future is coming like a freight train, like a new dawn racing towards you. You're going to get through this with your mind intact because God's not given us a spirit of fear, but a power and love and a sound mind. You're going to be better, not bitter when this is over. Paul said, I reckon that the sufferings of this present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory which shall be revealed in us. For present suffering, there's future glory. You may say things aren't good. Well, set your mind on things above and not on things of the earth. Say goodbye to all these conspiracy theories. Set your mind on things above, Colossians 3.2. But people don't care about me, Pastor will give your burdens to the Lord and he will take care of you. He will not permit, Psalm 55, he will not permit the godly to slip and to fall. But I need help today. Well, God is your refuge, it's strength, and he's always ready to help in times of trouble, the 46th Psalm. But I'm facing today, this Tuesday, I'm facing an impossible situation. Jesus said in Luke 18, the things which are impossible with men are possible with God. Paul said in Romans 8 and all these things, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. And if God be for us, who can be against us? I just feel like prophesying over this morning devotion group, Kirk, Karen, Jonathan, just feel a prophecy on my heart. I feel it. I sense it. This pandemic is fading. The morning after is coming. In fact, I begin, I believe we're seeing. You know, the sun doesn't 
really rise. It's the earth that revolves, that the earth has to spin over a thousand miles an hour to create a sunrise. Do you know that the sun is coming? A new day is coming before you as quick, quicker than you can even imagine that before you know it, this will be past and God will bring miracles. It shall come to pass afterwards, after this time. You've been enduring this. Hey, morning devotion. We started this at the dawn of a pandemic. You've been enduring this now for over two years, this pandemic and all of these things. And it, and it gets, we get to believe, ah, it may not ever change. It may always be this way. No, no, no. This is leaving and it's leaving faster than you can imagine. And when it leaves, those three couples came off that ark. And the Bible says those three couples who did not have children before the flood, who did not have children uh, during the flood, they had children after the flood. I'm telling you, there are blessings. There are miracles that we can. This Sunday, this Sunday in our prayer service, we're going to pray for miracles here on Morning Devotion. I believe there are miracles coming right at you that today, Today, you may see a shaft of golden sunlight. You may see a new day running at you and racing towards you like never before. I would just accept it. In fact, here's what I would ask you to do. Why don't you just lift up your face a little higher today? Lift your chin a little higher. Bring your shoulders back and just say, this is my day. This could be my morning after the pandemic after the pandemic has ravaged my family for the last time, after the pandemic has swept through our church for the last time, after we've laid the last person to rest because of this pandemic, we're going to see. We're going to see the greatness of the Almighty God. We're going to see him make bare his right arm of flesh, and he's going to do the impossible for you. That miracle's coming. It's on its way. It's coming at you at over a thousand miles an hour. There's a new day dawning. There's got to be a morning after. The morning after the pandemic. Here's what I want you to do. Gene, Sonia, Earl, Debbie, here's what I need you to do. I need you to resist the temptation to get cynical and resist the temptation to chase after one fearful thing after another or one conspiratorial thing. But like people of faith have down through the generations, set your gaze on things above. Lift your eyes. Your redemption draweth, draweth nigh. There is a morning after coming. This pandemic will be over. The last shadows will fade away with the burst I believe, of the single greatest awakening that this world has ever seen. That's what I'm praying for in these 21 days. That's what I'm praying for you. Oh, would you share this with someone? Would you just get this word out? The morning after the pandemic is coming and you're going to see some great things happen. Thank you for being a part of this. I look forward to seeing you again tomorrow morning. Still we'll be on the road, but Lord help us. I think we got through today. Maybe we can tomorrow. Share this with others. Thank you, Morning Devotion family, for being who you are. God bless you. Thank you for listening to Morning Devotion with Ken Gurley. Join us next time for another inspiring devotion. To support this ministry, 
please visit firstchurch.com forward slash give. 